What's up? Uh, what episode is this? 51. It's not 50 anymore? No. Whatever. Welcome to Grow How Long State, Mr. I am your host, uh, Robert Stills. Uh, Coho? We gotta think of a new name for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is pretty stupid. I know, it's uh, stupid. Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami. Uh, we do have a guest here. We'll introduce him in a minute uh, after uh, Johnny goes on his fucking rant about this stupid show that I don't care about. It's the first show that I've watched in a long time. Whatever, you're black. Um, okay, so, <laughs> yes. Uh, welcome to Studio 212, uh, Seattle, Washington, South Lake Union. This is a production of the Soundcasting Network. Uh, Keith Boogie, where the fuck you at, dude? It is Monday. I know, right? He wants he us to come in here. and record on Mondays, because we usually do it on Tuesdays. Buster. Uh, and he's still not here. So, uh, where are you, Keith? Uh, we're missing you. Uh, yeah, shit. whatever. He was out of town. Anyway, uh, updates. Uh, I want to go first. Uh, they're trying to fire my ass, dude. <laughs> they're straight trying to fire me. It's a conspiracy against your boy at work. There is a target on my back, and uh, I was trying to maneuver. You know, go and talk. I'm like, you know, trying to get out of the way of the fucking arrow on my back. You started some shit, and it's rolling downhill. Exactly. Well, you know, I spoke my mind. You know, in a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? When you go and you speak your mind to somebody above you, the automatic like, yo, you know, the, the you've angered the mob. And, but you're uh, in that like kind of halfway corporate life, you know? No, I'm not in that halfway. Well, corporate. not corporate, corporate, but you know, I'm not even trying to go. To, I'm not trying to be a bitch and go <laughs> talk to the owners. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to handle this internally amongst us. I was trying to invite homie over to my house and just like speak real talk with them, but I was too busy. No one's trying your house, Robbie. Man, my house is baller. Dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm trying to maneuver, trying not to get fired. Um, I don't know. He says he ain't trying to fire me, but I, was, I just think you don't fucking like me. He's like, I like you. And that I'm could like, be a thing, too. A lot of people don't like me. Yeah, that's true. I mean, most people. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I hated you until like. Everybody, <laughs> dude. Everybody hates me. Now, nah, when I step in the kitchen. <laughs> when I step in the kitchen, people are like, who the fuck is this loud mouth? Yep. But I can cook. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Cook. I fucking handle my shit. Uh, you don't got to worry about my dishes not tasting good and not looking good. You know what I'm saying? I might be singing uh, Oasis the entire time I'm cooking and annoy you and you can't cook. Or I might burn you. Or I might steal your mise en place. Uh, I might Not smack refill. the shit out of you with a fucking spatula on the butt. Shit happens. But uh, we always end up being homies. We might touch penises once or twice. You have to yeah. go out with Robbie to become friends with Robbie. You got to understand the man I am inside. <laughs> you know, I know I look good on the outside, but on the inside... Gold. You're trying to gold. you're trying to get leaner muscles, as you said last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, did I eat anywhere this week? I don't fucking think I ate anywhere this week. It was a interesting week. We, it snowed today. It in did Seattle, Seattle uh, for like 20 minutes. Yeah, uh, it stuck for like two seconds. That's right. Whatever. I was like, oh gosh. Okay, Johnny, update. What's going on? Did you get fired yet? <clears throat> no, not <sighs> yet. I'm working hard. Um, I am on a mission now to. Uh, become better uh so we have a guest today so you guys know um so as you know uh, i work at art at the table and it's kind of like a fine dining place and we do like a tasting menu but my boss told me that i wasn't working hard enough so you probably weren't you're probably just bitching nah i i mean it all depends i don't know i have to if i could look back at a previous self of mine then maybe i could tell you but i thought i was working hard i'm working harder now um shit's going well we had a good night we had a private party this weekend, but I didn't work, so I got the day off, and I uh, ate at Butcher and a Baker. Um, food was good. 
If you don't know where Butcher and Baker is, it's in Tangletown, Latona area. I don't know the fuck that is. So if you're going, if you're going from, uh, you know that people that listen to this podcast who are in Seattle are mostly the uh, line cooks. They don't know where that shit's at. Well, it's in between Green Lake and Roosevelt area. Oh, that's so. right. You're highbrow now. Where do you live now, Johnny? I live in Wedgewood. Wedgewood. It's Always lame. up to no good in no. the wedge. It's so lame. I go outside. I'm like, there's nobody out here. Everybody has kids. And <laughs> They're like, like black man. <laughs> yeah, right. Black man. I sit outside smoking my cigarettes with my pit bull and everyone's looking at me Oh, weird. shit. Guess who I, sorry to interrupt. Guess who I fucking ran into driving home at like... 12, 11th. Nick Suhara. No. Fucking Tuna. Big Tuna. Who oh, yeah. Was, he lives in Fremont now. Yeah. I was coming home from my lady's uh, circus show, and uh, <laughs> I'm driving down the street. It's like, I don't know, 1130 on a Sunday night, and I see this dude bare feet on the side of the road in a t-shirt. Why is he always Smoking a cigarette, and I'm just driving home like, look at this fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> and I'm never in Fremont, and then I go, that's big fucking Tuna, who was a guest on our show episode, what, I don't know, 10 or 11, show. 12, whatever, but I hit reverse, and I come up, and I was like, my girlfriend's like, what's wrong with him? I was like, I don't know, he's probably been smoking hella dabs <laughs> since, <laughs> since he got off work, and he's like, you wanna come in and hang out? He's hanging out with, so he lives in Troy now, but uh, oh. shout out big Tuna, uh, Working him there, he is definitely. He has like away. seven jobs. He's he, like Jamaican. Or he works something. like one. <laughs> you only got two jobs, you lazy bum. So he fucking yeah, he works for like four different companies and he splits shifts. They just I don't know. He, yeah, whatever. He's learning. I I'm gonna clap him up because uh, you know he's learning. He's out there uh, getting it in. So getting it in as a young guy. Anyway, so Johnny, what were you saying? Oh, uh, so yeah, ate at the Butcher and Baker, um, which is, as I said before, in between Green Lake and Roosevelt area, kind of by, it's called Tangletown, um, if, so if you, just look it up. Anyway, um, the food was good, they had the same menu, they've been around for about a two years, maybe three years, um, but uh, their menu's kind of been the same, so I went there before when it was really small, and they were kind of like a butcher slash um, bakery on a deli case, and then they had a brunch menu and a sandwich menu that they had um that menu's still the same now and how long ago was that yeah i would say like i would probably say two years ago whatever if it's working for you don't change shit i hate well, it yeah. when you fucking go to a restaurant and the menu's delicious and then you go back then they get a new exec and the exec's like no, oh we gotta change all this shit and it's like this is nothing like the restaurant it used to be no it's the same exec and it's you raise your they prices more, they got more cooks now so there was only one guy when we first went there and so our food came out cold so that was like all right well, that's not good maybe it was supposed to be served like that I don't know if remember when I was serving those Benedict. Remember when I was serving those? Remember when I was serving those Rions and people were <laughs> complaining about them being cold? Yeah, they're uh, fucking, it's a cold dish, motherfucker. Well, anyway, so we went back and uh, the menu was still the same. So we were like, all right, we kind of know this stuff. So we got something different. I got a chicken fried chicken with um, on an English muffin with gravy. Playing into the stereotypes. Uh, it was good. It wasn't. I was like either that or um, a fried green tomato Benedict or sounds good. I, I, I don't eat vegetarian for breakfast. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. No, I just, I liked, I, it's my only Saturday off, and I plan on getting a Christmas tree and chilling. So I was like, I'm going to get like that gut, you know, and just chill all day. So that was the plan. Um, my lady got the Benedict, and it was fine. But uh, they put all these fucking fried parsnip chips on top of my fried chicken. What's wrong with that? I, it was like, it was as if, it. 
it was like a foot of fucking parsnip chips. I was like, I don't even need all these fucking things. I have fried chicken. Can I get some? Here. Can I get some? Why do I need I get, fried parsnip chips? A side of chicken, chicken with my parsnip? No, it's fucking dumb. It was like, that's double fried. Anyway, <laughs> the service took forever. My French press was water. And, uh. So, what are you giving them out of 100? Out of 100? Why yeah. do you always make me rank out of 100? Uh, because it's. It, one out of 10 is hard. One out, one out of 100 out of 10 is a lot easier than 100. That leaves a lot of room for, like, you know, variables. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, We're doing right. this on a rotten tomato scale. A rotten tomato scale? I'll give them uh, 72%. I hope we don't know anybody out there. Did no, you? I do. I have a buddy who works there for the You're prep. You're shitting on him, bro. No, he does good prep, but I'm just saying that. <laughs> he does that, good It had prep. nothing to do with the food. It had the, everything to do with the service. The guy, it took us, like, an hour and a half just to get served. Oh, so you're saying the food came out warm, but they took so long to get the food to your table. The food was hot. Don't like, you hate it how front of the house motherfuckers be ruining people's yeah. dining experiences? And then this dude, this dude had fucking Hanson hair. He had his hair down to his fucking sh- shoulders. Yeah, it was disgusting. It was greasy. And he kept on putting it, like, he kept on going down because he couldn't hear because his hair was so fucking long. And he kept on putting it down. And I was like, bro, get your shit off my shoulder, bro. Like, <laughs> this is what you said to him? No. Maybe but that's why you got bad it, service. No, he was also putting it on my girl's shoulder. And she's like, I didn't even know what, I didn't couldn't even look at him or, like, talk to him because his greasy hair was in my face. And I was like, yeah, he should put it all on All right, all right, all right. But anyway, right. Um, it was good. The food was good. Uh, and yeah, I mean it's a cute spot. I probably would go back, right. maybe for lunch. Their sandwich, their menu, their lunch menu started at mitten like noon, and we were there at eleven forty five. Noon, noon, noon. Uh, no, but we were there at eleven forty five, and we didn't order until like eleven fifty, maybe eleven fifty five. And we were looking at the lunch menu. And usually, when you say like you're thinking about lunch, people are like, "Oh yeah, I'll just wait five minutes and put it in there." No, he was like, "No, we just gave you that for the drinks on the back." And we're like, "Okay, I guess we'll order breakfast now." So. All right, let's stop shitting on him. Okay, so Johnny calls. <laughs> I'm on the Johnny texts me today. We're trying to figure out what we're going to talk about. Um, oh. Do we want to talk about that? No, let's not talk about the Amazon Go. We'll save that for next week. Because then it'll be no, we should talk it'll be about popping it. in the streets. Well, we'll talk to our guest about it, ask sure. him if he's heard about it. But I want to get to our guest real quick. Um, so Johnny texted me today and was like, <laughs> I was still trying to do an impression of you <laughs> through text message. He's like, yo, man, you watching that new Top Chef? That, that new is episode? not what I said at <laughs> hey, all. Hey, bro, you, that new Top Chef's on. And I was like, you know, I don't watch that bullshit, homie. And he was like, dude, it's fire. It's straight. It's lit. I said, you should watch this new season of Top Chef so said, we could talk about he it. He said, dead ass, it's lit. <laughs> dead ass is lit. Dead ass, it's lit. And I was like, oh, word, you know, uh, that might be that might work for me. I have might have an ace up my sleeve because I ran into a buddy of mine last week. I'm trying to get him on the show for a while, but he seems to be, for work, he's being paid to travel all over the fucking place. That's a cool job. For work. And uh, so I ran into him last week and was like, yo, I want you on the podcast. Come in. And it just so happens, you know, destiny, things align. and Fate. Uh, fate. Uh, so uh, we have a guest here. Will you please introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's uh, Ryan Renteria. Renteria. Uh, Renteria. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the white version of it. <laughs> And will you please tell the listeners at Grill How Long Steak, Mister? Oh, 15 minutes. 15, I always you. say 15 minutes. It's 10 minutes out. 10 minutes out, man. Whatever. <laughs> uh, will you tell our guest what, what it is you do? Why I would have you on this podcast? Uh, I, I'm actually a camera operator. 
on Ooh. reality television programs. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> reality Cops. television programs. Cops. Not just one. Program. Programs. Multiple programs. Multiple. Food, food is my specialty. Oh. Your specialty. Not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's list off a uh, name of, I don't know, let's list oh, off geez. your- So your, I've worked you, on Top Chef for- How many seasons? 12 out of 14. Jeez. So Plus you've been the there. spinoffs. So oh, Top really? Chef Masters, Top Chef Just Desserts. Did you do, uh, oh no, that's... Um, Duels. Is it Top Chef? Do they do juniors on Top nah, Chef? No, they haven't done that's that yet. Ma- is that Master Chef? Master Chef, Master yeah. Chef. It's, a, yeah it's, a, it's a wide array of cooking shows these days, but I've done like Vice Munchies. Oh, I'll try to I talk to you about um, that too. Most recently I worked on a show called Stove Tots. <laughs> Stove tides. What's yeah. that about? What are they? Are you cooking I children? Mean, think about it. It'd be more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> is um, it kids cooking? It is kids cooking. It's actually great. Yeah. The kids were were dope. Like they were fun. They're cool. They're coming up. It's good. But you um, got to deal with their parents. Their parents are on set, right? Yeah, I think the idea was that the parents were going to be nightmares, but the parents were. More were the like, kids more nightmares? Then nobody's nightmare. They're all, all cool as shit. I think it was kind <laughs> of a problem. Yeah. You know. That, that, that they weren't giving you enough per production. Yeah. It was a problem. But we oh, thought it was great. need that drama. No drama. They're great. Model, parents. You can't kick anybody off, everyone off if they're all cool. You, know? uh, you got to start some shit, man. Yeah, you got to steal little Susie's toy, like her Barbie, <laughs> and rip it off and hide it in like l- little Jacob's bag. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> little Jacob. <laughs> you just got a story. So, how, so 12 seasons out of 14. Yeah. And so before you were doing Top Chef, were you doing cooking shows? No, actually, that was the second job I ever did was season two of Top Chef in L.A. Uh, prior to that, I was I did like a I was a camera assistant at the time. So I did a, like a lifeguard show and then I got on Top Chef, which was not anything at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was Padma wasn't on the show. I, yet. I, I think I that was. was I first, season top. two was Padma's first season. So prior to that, it was still like coming up. So it wasn't a big deal. I just was like, need to make some money. My buddy was shooting on it. Uh, yeah, I got in there camera assisting, and uh, yeah, and it was so about na- a decade ago. It's a little embarrassing. So are you on? Nah, like, nah, nah, are nah, you nah, on like nah. contract with them? Like do, every season, do you go back full freelance? Okay. Yeah. So I came up through them. Camera assisting ended up shooting probably around season eight. Realistically. Um. Yeah. So I, I've been, and but they had all their spinoffs forever. I mean, I, I do three shows a year. Oh wow! That's what I was, so. Yeah. Set. So what? <laughs> how many um seasons a year do they do they film? Is it was it? It's 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 one. It's they used one to do a year. one on each end of the year. Yeah. Like you know, at the end of the year, and then one for like the know, summer and then right. Like, yeah. But now it's one. Okay. We're going like. Late spring, and then they're spinoffs, so they probably do what like two spinoffs. Well, spinoffs are done. Like you haven't seen Top Chef Masters for a minute. Desserts only went like three seasons. Yeah. Now Bravo needs to get their shit together because Johnny hit me up today and was like, "Yo, watch, you know, watch Top Chef." And I mean, I guess I could have watched it at my house, but I was busy, so I was like, "Cool, I'll watch it online." You know, no big deal, right? And uh, what can you watch it on Hulu? No, they're on season thirteen. Yeah, they have it all the way up to thirteen. I was like, "Come on!" Yeah, and the new one just started, so I was like, "I'll go to the website," you know. And uh, I wouldn't say that I have a, a. 
I don't pay for cable, but I got them passwords. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, cool. I'll just go enter, you know, the password, whatever, right. the homie's password. And I go there and I'm using a Mac and they're like, you have to download an app from iTunes to your computer to watch Bravo. That sounds about right because Apple needs a percentage of that app to go, you know, to go back to them, busters. I started going to all the illegal streaming sites and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, man. That Pirate Nothing. Bay. <laughs> Don't be shouting out Pirate Bay on this show, man. I'm trying to get the feds up in here. Fuck, just trying to talk about food. The FBI, get on the fucking ground. Sorry, sorry, bros. All right. So, yeah, so I didn't get to watch it today. Um, Johnny, what was your first impression of uh, episode 14? Uh, it was our season 14, episode one. It was fun. Um, South Carolina, right? Yeah, South Carolina. So there's going to be a lot of good food challenges, I think. Uh, there's so many. There's so much good produce down there, you know. So it's going to get live. I want to see. I want to see these vegetable dishes that they can do. Well, Charleston's legit. What's the name of the chef from Husk? Um, Sean Brock. Sean Brock. Yeah, yeah so. that's my boy. Man, Sean Brock ruined season two of Chef's Table. Yeah, he, no, that was David Chang, in my opinion. No, no, I like Sean Brock, man. But Sean Brock's a man. Well, he's he's, cool. he he made heirloom vegetables cool again. <laughs> he's like, you should use these because they're dope and colorful. I like him. I just think he ruined that season of Chef's Table. Yeah, he's maybe. a G, but well, he got whatever. drunk the whole time. <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, so it was. It's a lot of fun. Um, they're doing this uh, veterans versus newbies challenge right. this year, right? Um, which I think is kind of cool because it, it brings up the heat for those newbies. It's like bring that bring that flame. Now, how know? much how how much do you know about casting? Uh, I don't know that much about casting. You gotta I be mean, friends with the guys they, in casting and stuff. Yeah, but I think that they, from what I can tell, they find out who's doing what in cities. You know, in the big cities. Yeah, yeah winning so, like James Beard. And I, think, <laughs> I, I honestly, my opinion is, or what I think is that they hit people up. And a lot of people are like, nah. Yeah. I'm good. Feel there, like I that. have tons right. of friends here in Seattle that have been hit up for multiple, multiple shows. I mean, Shout out Big Mikey. So, yeah. <laughs> um, some of the bigger ones and then some of the, some of the new ones, some crazy right. idea. And I, we have friends that have been on these shows, Cutthroat Kitchen, Top Chef. Right. About a couple yeah, of friends. Yeah, I worked for Terry Retro on. while he was on Masters. Yeah. Uh, so, and a lot of them, fun. they got good stuff going on. And a lot of them have the egos and they're like, oh, I need to prove myself. I don't need to go on the show. Yeah, but, it's, a, it's a big difference between like Cutthroat because I've done multiple seasons of Cutthroat. Oh, really? Is that Alton Brown? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> that's dude, our boy. I got a nerd <laughs> over that, that's dude. A, that's a different type of show than Top Chef. Yeah. Um, that's a fun show. You it know? is. Super, it's fun At to first watch, when I was too. working on it, I was like, this is crazy. Like, yeah, right? People <laughs> making this, this crazy shit. This is embarrassing for them. Yeah. But when they realize that it's fun, they get and they into can make, it. it. It's cool. And so you're not taking it too serious. Top Chef is a little more serious. So, um, well, that's like some, a title, yeah. And some shit comes out of that. Like, I mean, you see the chefs that make it even to the top eight. Ashley, Ashley won, mm-hmm. got a restaurant in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. I mean, people take note. They're like, that, so it's that cool. person's hot. If somebody likes your food, that's how you really get investors right there. It's <laughs> going right. national television, right? And show your shits because you can get it from everywhere. But, so, for, but sorry, but casting wise, uh, so they might get somebody to say yes, but it doesn't mean that they're going to be a good character. Okay. Oh, so they go in a pool. You guys, you've guys seen the seasons like, oh yeah, yeah you gotta have that. You gotta same. have the, yeah. Characters are kind of the same every season. It's turning in, give it, or take. It's turning into the real world of, 
Yeah, we have like really, yeah, kind of. So they have where, a lot of egotistical people, and that's and and, and, and and they're getting people are getting typecasted as like the person who's stuck up, the person who's hard headed, the person who's always causing drama, the the you know the lover boy, yeah, I mean, the cute girl, or yeah, something like that. you know. I think that is a casting yeah. mechanism, but I also think that the you know these are chefs, like yeah, they're they're real deal shit, and if they're Actually, on point, they're probably not going to be very well liked. No, as far as I can aren't. tell, most chefs aren't. That makes sense. So, I mean, that's my my perspective of it. Because I mean, starting on season two, when it was like kind of some hack chefs, <laughs> but the drama was rich. <laughs> so, so, the so quality, you're, you're quality, saying it's a, it's like a it's it's a trade off. Well, yeah. it, it is the quality so of good. chef. You get the less drama. Yeah, and I think that the less drama is what made the show. But it can sometimes make it less interesting. So that's why you get people from like different kind of levels of capabilities because then there's always going to be somebody to push that up, that last person. Do you to. guys, well, Boston season? Yeah. Mm. There was that one cat from Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a straight mole. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that guy doing big things. Doing big cook. things in know, Vancouver. I don't know if he could cook or not, but he was a shit bag. <laughs> he fit the show perfectly. Dude, he was who, stirring. Shout shit out to Vancouver, Washington, dude. Full of shit bags. Like you know, what I'm saying <laughs> that's like Portland's rejects, and they're yeah, also Washington's rejects. Yeah. It's like you have then to go right in the middle. Per capita of sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've been to Vancouver. That's they ship of all. I would look that up. It's pretty. It's pretty. I would look that up. I'll take my. It's pretty. It's pretty grimy. I mean, it's uh, uh, Vancouver's cool though because people live in Vancouver, but they go shop in Portland where there's no sales tax. <laughs> Fuck, I live in Seattle. I go shop in Portland. Exactly. Right? You know what I'm saying? But we're turning that to Vancouver, uh, BC. BC. They're yeah. coming here and shopping. It's cheaper here. So yeah, I mean that's that's an interesting perspective though. Is that you know the the qual the quality of chef has went up, but the drama has came down. Right. Because I'm sure when they were first were casting the show, nobody knew what Top Chef was. Right. But I, I think that uh, looking at this latest season, the uh, press that it's been getting, it's being considered a really great show. And I think it's because it is hasn't cheapened itself to that no, degree. No, yeah, they just got, they've, they've gotten They've better. gone the other yeah, way. Yeah, it, ha it has. That's true. And so I, I appreciate that. And as somebody that has worked on some really crummy shows over time, I appreciate it. You know, I'm not ashamed to go work on Top Chef like it's a good time. It's quality. It's not... You know, we're not digging for trash. You yeah. know what I mean? We're not dumpster diving. This isn't how to catch a how to catch a cheater or how to catch a predator. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I kind of feel like uh, there's a there's a few shows out there now that are on. Like uh, I I say, Chopped has kind of gone downhill a little bit, right? Because um, when it started, it was like any anybody who had Chopped could go on this and show what they had, kind of like a Top Chef sure. sort of situation to win money. And now they're doing, the, it's all about these mystery baskets that are full of bullshit. Right. Like, here's gummy bears. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, and Chopped is a new style of the cooking show, if you notice, and it's it's hard to tell, but it's it's what they call in that industry uh, single serving oh, okay. show. Uh, it's the, self, the episodes are self-contained. Okay. So you have a winner... Each at time. The, yeah, each time at the right. end of every episode. Okay. And uh, Top Chef is not that. And I think that for a minute, it seemed like they were with Top Chef Duels. If you remember that show, mm -hmm. it went one season. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. But like they, that wasn't really their style. It didn't really work out. But uh, it seemed like things were going that way. But I appreciate Top Chef like sticking to it. No, yeah, me it's too. It's all good. It's a... Uh, 
You know you're popular when you when uh when you like when you work at a fine dining restaurant and everyone comes in they're like oh top chef this top chef that because right. they're all like you know super into it and it gets them excited and that in my opinion in is real cooking like they are right. actually cooking food like if you want to know what chefs are actually like those are chefs right. um, those aren't real kitchens though those aren't real kitchens at all no and those aren't but real challenges like, but those, those are chefs but those are real chefs and those people are actually that that's what that's the kind of mentality you need to have if you want to be at that level my favorite part about top chef is watching that many chefs in one room together right i'm like how I are mean, they not wasted for- by now <laughs> <laughs> It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I've I, I've known a couple people on Top Chef, numerous people, and I don't want to say everybody in the culinary world has an alcohol problem, but yeah, a I, fair I'm sure amount, the world knows that. But a fair amount. But I'm saying, how do they show them on television and make them and don't? Sh- I mean, they have to be drinking, right? You'd be surprised. It's gotten way more serious. And oh, yeah. actually have Clear-headed. backed off a lot. It used to be a shit show. Yeah. It used to be a straight passing well, out because the stew room yeah. <laughs> airs for like a grand total of 45 seconds throughout the show, but is shot for five hours. <laughs> oh, shit. Is, That's all I was going to ask you about the shoot was scheduled a, to later. I mean, that was notorious, like, get fucked up. So, and the chefs now are like, nah, I'm good. It's a big deal now. They you know they know what the fuck is yeah. at stake. Yeah, they understand it, and it doesn't mean they're not having drinks, but they're definitely not getting tuned up. No, that makes as sense. much as yeah. much. There's always a couple, but it, well, that's it's, what happens. It's, you don't want to go in hungover and start cooking competitive. Some people, some kind of, people can only work some people, hungover. Some people thrive like that. You're yeah, not on true. your game if you haven't been drinking the night before. If you don't have a slight headache and like <laughs> sweat pouring out. Do they allow? Do they allow contestants to drink? While they're filming, like while they're cooking, um, it's actually funny because we're like we'll go into Whole Foods and whatnot, and they'll go shopping and they'll throw a bottle in here, a bottle in there. But they, if they're cooking with it, they might take a, sh- a drink, shot, yeah. whatever. But they don't. It's not like that. It's so it's so time consuming for them. Like they're not even. My question is: Is do they blow trees? <laughs> do they smoke weed? Oh, hell no. They don't have fucking cell phones, laptops, TV. Blood. They don't got shit. They're totally cut no, off from the world. No, it's real deal. They they have no recipes. But you can bring a little bit of food. Right. Okay. But like no recipes. Like when you see them baking. What? That's like they're from fucking the top? Baking what? off the no. top. No. Hey. Hey. Okay. I'm not fucking shitting you. <laughs> And I don't know shit about food, really, but I'm like, yeah, that's fuck dope. That. <laughs> that's Yo, dope. I was at the house every day and had a sweet tooth, and I want and I I wanted to make cookies. Yeah, and I have almost every my house. And I just started pulling shit out, and I was like, got rolled oats, some peanut butter. I had some like uh, I don't know some C's candies. I was like, gonna melt that shit down, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, man, I'm about to fucking do this shit up. And then I go, you don't got no fucking eggs. Oh no, and then I was like, all right. Vegan fucking, you know, <laughs> eggs, you know, and then it's like everything in my brain says like some type of milk. It's not cow's milk. I don't got none of that shit. <laughs> so ruined my fucking plans. But <sighs> baking is so fucking hard. It's it's totally a science. And that's amazing. I'm that not the, saying that they don't have shit memorized. Yeah. But like they do not come in with any type of recipe. Well, and I also think at this level, these people have been cooking for, I mean, some of them not as long as others, but at least, you know, 15 years. Um, so they know what things look like when they need to look like them. You know, that's a lot of, th- that's a lot of, uh, 
cooking in real deal kitchens is fuck the recipe book you know you got to make it hit make it taste right um sometimes you like pop things up but you go by texture a lot you know i like being this close to oh, so thank you like i know we are, this is, usually i say where our guest is today which is across the table but uh we're next to each other today yeah no um but yeah it's a uh, you know sometimes you can go by feeling by texture and be like all right that looks right that consistency looks okay sometimes it might not come out as well as you thought it was and that's when the drama ensues and for the show you know because then it's like oh my cake came out right. under or something like right. that but uh for the most part, you know, I think, I mean, I've baked a cake without a recipe before once. I mean, it wasn't the best, but. It's still edible. Yeah, you know, we right. ate it. That's one thing I'll say. That's one thing I'll say about my food. All my food is always edible. Okay? Sometimes it's may, too salty. It may be, well, I was going to say mine's sometimes bland. Oh. I don't oversaw my shit. I just smoke cigarettes. It's like. Did you see that video I posted on our page about how black people seize their food? <laughs> oh, shit. That shit was lit, dude. Uh, and then white people just, uh, Scotia salts. Yeah. Scotch. <laughs> um, what did Andy used to call it? Uh, Amy? I don't know. A meow meow? A meow a meow. Just a little meow meow. Um, all right. So my question for you is, um, you know, they wrap these episodes up in an hour. Mm-hmm. What's your typical day of filming? How how many hours are you? Are it's you? not an hour. It's forty two minutes. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, technically, not to yeah, correct yeah. you, but no, no. like an hour TV with commercial forty two. Forty two. So you're looking at forty two minutes, which is not that much. Not time. that much. So one way they're brainwashing you, people. Okay, that's why you got to go to pirate sites. So <laughs> you can skip the. I know. I got pissed. I was like, I don't want to watch some damn commercials. Yeah, but it also fucking sucks when like you're like, oh man, an hour. I get to watch an hour of this show, and then it's like. Oh no, this shit's forty minutes or forty five right. minutes long. It's like, damn, that's how much advertising they're pumping <laughs> into your brain. So right. yeah, so how much r- actual recording time are you doing? So for forty two minutes, it, an episode takes about two days. Okay. Oh wow, it's two days. So um, how long are you filming in total for the whole show? Oh Jesus! Yeah, how if long? You see the. I mean, I've I've the, I've I've known Ryan what a like, year and a half, two years maybe. Yeah, about that. And he's went out of town multiple times. You're gone for a good amount of time, right? Yeah, it's a it, it takes time, and I've tried to break down the ratio because in film or TV you have ratios. So for every minute to filming is uh, you you do it like in a, in an hour. Yeah. So basically, if you shoot, we're on twelve hour days on Top Chef. So and there's six crews, six crews, right? And what staggered. consists of a crew? Uh, Camera, audio, and camera assistant. So there's six. There's yeah, you can't have a guy holding a I know, sound boom. For I, know, I, I know, but, <laughs> so, but I'm just saying. Six like, crews based six cameras. Okay. And then you got a sound guy and then a camera assistant. Right. And there's six of you. And it goes up to eight because you get a jib and all that shit. But, a fluffer. And they're staggered. So you have <laughs> a fluffer and a fluffer. It's always a fluffer for the crew. The... First crews start in the morning, first two, and then you have a swing, and then you have the last crew. So you're looking at it's not just twelve hour day, it's mm-hmm. more like twenty hour day yeah. for the chefs. I mean it's gnarly. Um I don't know what the ratio would be. I would say we'd shoot two hundred hours, you know, per Episode? Yeah. Yeah. At least. Like on tape. Because you have disc. to have all the good shit. That sounds it's like crazy. a nightmare for the editors. But that's but that's a total. So you might have six cameras shooting the same mm-hmm. prep and cook. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So however they want to divvy that up and show it, you know, where they're just there to get somebody if they drop the fucking salmon on the floor. You know what I mean? So it's a lot. 
it's a lot that goes into 42 minutes yeah, and it gets mind numbing when you're shooting it. Cause you're like, I'm fucking watching a motherfucker bake a cake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching water boil. <laughs> this takes forever. No water boiling would be <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I know we get all the action shots on in the, yeah. on the world. Yeah. That's it's funny. Yeah. It's great. So, um, yeah. so have you, are you, are you a fan of the show? I like Top Shot. I don't really watch a lot of the shows that I work on. I know that sounds silly, but no, uh, no. I mean, you don't you don't want to watch. Like, you you've lived it. So. I see him. At, I see him at home masturbating to like his shots. <laughs> oh, that was it. That show. It was, oh, the shots are like look at that five seconds. Yeah. It's like, that was it. Shot. Look at that angle. Look at that angle, baby. Hey, mom, that was my shot. Uh, Which one? Uh, five seconds, seconds ago. Yeah. It's like pause. <laughs> She's like, this show sucks. <laughs> um, what's your favorite cooking show that you've worked on? Uh, Top Chef, Top uh, Chef for sure. That's like family. It's a good show. It's like family. They keep the same same crew and all that good stuff. I mean, it ebbs and flows, but yeah. they've kept me fed for a long time. So it's like literally, it's a good show. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. When I'm doing like fucking sixty hour weeks, yeah. everybody gets bitter. Yeah. It gets old. The chefs get fucking pissed at some point. Everybody's fucking. The, do the it. chefs fuck with the crew at all? No, nah, they're cool, but there is this really funny thing that I've noticed over multiple seasons, you know? So they come in and they're like super hype, like, oh, I'm on top chef. <laughs> I'm fucking going to win. Yeah, motherfucker. the best thing that's ever happened to me. Then they're defeated. For unroll, like a week and a half. Unroll that knife bag. Just like, look at that sharp oh. shit. Like, I'm on I mean, the they're, they're scared. Play. They're scared, but they're like excited. So. About two weeks in, because it's about a five to six week shoot. Two weeks in, whoever's left, they're looking at you like... I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Get the fuck away from This me. is the worst decision I've ever made <laughs> in my life. And then give that another two weeks. And the people are like, oh, shit. Is my, I might win. Yeah, I'm back in this. And they love you. And then you, I see these chefs all the time when I travel all over the country for whatever shows. We go into the restaurants. They're like, what up? <laughs> Drinks on us. Like, here's some food. <laughs> They love it and they love you and they real they all realize that it's a good experience, but it's a grind. Oh, like, so you uh, run back into these chefs? Oh yeah. So you so you film with them and then some of them win, some of them lose, but you end up back in the town and they bring them in. No, no, win or lose. Like I mean, I might be there for something else, and if we go, and you know where to they're do at. A show or like anything with them, or we stop in the restaurant, they they hook it up. It's, it's fucking cool. tight. So. I don't want to ask you too much about this season because I know you can't talk about it. Right. Um, but how did you enjoy working on this season? Was it fun being in you? Cause you were in North Carolina, right? South Carolina or South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Charleston. Uh, it was good, man. It was weird. Cause it was a sm- lot smaller town than we're used to shooting yeah. in. It's always big cities. Well, there's a there's a couple parts in it because <laughs> the first episode was pretty, uh, in, it was intense. Um, so, for Robbie and the viewers' purposes, if you guys didn't watch this or haven't seen it, I'm just going to spoil it anyway. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, so the first yeah. challenge is um, taking a chicken. You get one, or for the rookies, was getting a chicken. I'm going to slap the shit out of you, Robbie. <laughs> getting a chicken. And uh, you have to, you can prepare it as many ways as you want, but you had an hour to cook it. Hey, girl, how long is it, mister? Um, it's resting. It'll be up in just a moment. Thank moment. you. Yep. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, so some people were trying to do three dishes. Some people were trying to do one dish. Some people were trying to do two. It doesn't even matter. Um, do you remember this episode? I mean, do you remember filming this? Yeah, vaguely. 
I mean, there's a it's a lot of shooting. So yeah, that's the what I'm saying. I mean, just like any of this, does this come back to you or what was the deal with the? Did they have to do just one dish? Right, the, they had to do something. They had to get something on the plate for them to for the judges to try. Um, actually, the person who won the competition didn't even use the chicken and still won. Hmm. So it was dope. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? He has a whole raw chicken sitting behind him. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't Get something I honestly on don't recall, but it's funny how that works. And what was the deal with the multiple dishes? Um so the judges as soon as you got a dish done, you put it on the tasting table or whatever they had, and then the judges would come over and talk to you and and um try the dish, but people were still cooking. So like there was one girl that had a pasta dish. She this this chick made hand, hand not hand rolled, but made handmade pasta in an hour and cooked it and had a hand rolled pasta and and had it ready that was her first dish was pasta and I was like lit Um, while she was while they were trying that dish she was getting her second dish ready um, and stuff like that so they were just like going crazy all of them had their like the first thing was they were watching how they broke down the chickens one dude um, who was a super fancy chef he worked for a bunch of crazy chefs Um, that novice shit yeah he broke down the chicken I want to I want to say I saw him when he was breaking it down the shot I think he had half of it broken down and I saw him break that That breast down. No, I saw him break that breast down and I was like, there's no way he did one stroke and took that breast off. There's no Uh, fucking way. Is this a food podcast or what are we talking about right now? (laughs) Little little point (laughs) (laughs) Verbal point. It was like one stroke. He took that breast down. He took that breast off. No, but he cleaned it up super nicely. They were all doing it. So, you know, he had, and then they showed his cutting board and he had like the gizzards, the the thighs, the legs, the breasts. He had them all portioned out. He was like breaking them down and just getting them going. Like he had the carcass Shit, already sexy. going on the stock. It was lit. I was like, that's what was I, I know that I'm asking you this. Oh no! What was the point of the multiple dishes? Uh, I think they wanted to see. They wanted to test to see how much they could do. I think they with only with one cared, chicken. Yeah, with one chicken. I think they only cared about who had the most flavorful dish, but right. they wanted to see if somebody could do two flavorful dishes or right. like three flavorful dishes. One girl did. I want to say two that the chefs were both like, or that the uh, judges were both like. That's easy, good. man. That sounds hell Well, yeah, easy. but the thing is, it's like some people chose the easy route and they did like, oh, I'm going to do like a Blanc or I'm going to make like, you know, just basic shit. And then the dude who actually won the challenge used only the gizzards and did a super crazy pairing with it and won the challenge. Right. Fire. So that I, I, I actually remember being as confused as I am oh. now <laughs> <laughs> when they were giving us the breakdown on how this was going to go. Yeah. I'm like, so what's, why would you no, do what's two dishes or three no, or that's, four if you just do one good one? Well, Sorry. I watched the rookie challenge twice because I watched it the first day when it aired and I turned it off because I was like, this is fucking dumb. And then I was like, oh no, I should give it another chance because like, this is top chef and I want to see what's going on. I didn't realize that the, that the, Pro chefs or the returning chefs were on the show still, or oh, two. They, com- they, yeah, they yeah. went at different That's times. Right. So right. I just saw the rookies and I was like, who are these people? They're all like, this is a stupid challenge. What's the point of making a shit out of one chicken? It was kind of cool to see it. The pro or the veterans challenge was a little bit. Um, 
more interesting in my opinion because they all had to make shrimp and grits and so they all made shrimp and grits a different way one girl did like a corn panna cotta with great. Uh, with uh, braised shrimp and I was like ooh that was, it was pretty dope um, so you know that was cool but what got to me was the so like with the two people who lost from each the veterans and the rookies they had to go against battle. each other they had to battle each other head to head so I don't know whose idea it was but they decided to go to a clam farm plantation and Southern Car- in South Carolina. Um, there's like, I want to say there's at least four black contestants. Uh, and the, and th- this is the kicker. The one in the fucking challenge was black. <laughs> Go pick them clamps. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. My, my lady said, dude, to me. so you mean to tell me, hold on. So pause, 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 pause. So nah, this has got going down a fucking bad turn right now. She mean to tell me they had a black contestant go to a plant, a clam plantation. Why mm-hmm. was it called a clam, clam farm or a plantation? No, they they said plantation multiple and times. Then, they even, oh, I'll yeah, tell it you, it was a real plantation back in the day. Yeah, and it's not now, but and, but it's open for the people to educate them about what had happened in the past and and things like that. So and that they went digging was, for clams. No, they didn't go digging for clams or oh, anything. They I, had clams ready. No, he didn't have to do anything. I thought it that was, he like took off his shoes and rolled up his no, pant legs. No, 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 no. It was the sentimental thing that was like it was kind of weird. And then they kind of asked him how they felt, and it was a white guy versus a black guy, and the black guy, you know, obviously was who won. Uh, I'm not going to say anything quite yet because it, it goes on because the black guy was like, oh, I have slavery in my in my blood and blah, 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 blah. And then the white guy was like, oh, my mom was a civil rights activist. And I'm like, you don't got to say that. Nobody fucking cares. Just let's fucking get to the cooking. Like, yeah, why are food. we on a fucking we're plantation? We're trying to watch. We're, this is a like, cooking show. Not, this is not roots. She was like, calm down. And I was like, nah, this is fucking dumb. Like, we are not doing this right now. So they cook. Uh, they had to make a clam dish. Um, the I'll fuck up some the clams. black gentleman. I don't. I have their names here on my computer, but I have to log in, so I'll do it later. Um, I got new new ass computer. This shit's all broke already, Doug. No, it's not. Foul. Alright, there we go. So fucking the white dude was named John Tezar. Shout out Tezar. Uh and Bust, from Dallas. Buster. Oh yeah. From from, Dallas. From Dallas. Yeah. So he's from Dallas, Texas. He's a chef partner restaurateur at Knife of the How Hive. do you remember his name, huh? What he is was, the hot he dude? He was on before. <laughs> yeah, he was on another season. <laughs> oh, he's a he's a he's veteran. The returner. Oh, okay. And then the guy he was battling uh, was named like Gerald or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh yeah, so Gerald Sombright, and he was a nice chipper guy. He had a good old smile on his face. He's like, I got five kids. I want I wanted him to go far. Um and so they had to make a clam dish. So the so John is gonna make a cream Spit it out, John. Is a cream clam dish. No, this motherfucker brought black truffles. What about so? So you can bring you can bring it you can bring food with you. So he what? brought so he brought black truffles. You can with bring him. like a secret a dish with you. Yeah, like so a, a he didn't want to whip it out. So he whipped it out because he was in the. Do you only get to use it for one challenge? No, you could probably use it for how it doesn't fucking matter anyway. So he breaks out the black truffles because he's making a cream dish with the cl- with the oysters. Um, so he shaves the black truffles with cream and a little bit of oyster liquor. It's like super basic. Yeah. Uh, Gerald makes this um, tomato. He makes like a tomato tartare with a little. Uh, uh, um, uh, Thai vinaigrette or a mignonette on the top with a smoked clam, and uh, so he actually Sounds put some delicious. thought and some like he conceptualized Creative. this dish, you know, and he lost. And I'm like, there's no way you're gonna win against black truffles and cream, but at the same time, <laughs> the judges should have actually like thought about the fact that like 
this dude actually thought about his dish, and the other dude kind of just pulled some shit out of Who his Who are ass. the judges this season? Uh, it's the Indian lady and Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Padme? Yeah. Pad Thai? Poma or Pima or whatever? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't really watch the show. This is the, fir- this is the first time I've seen it for a while. I haven't so. watched since, like, season eight. I think. Yeah, and but it's like this John dude is a fucking douchebag, like... I don't even tell us how you really feel. He was just talking shit. I just felt kind of bad because I was like, this is kind of, I mean, I guess it, I mean, as we were talking about earlier shows, the show is. So I guess we're going to start doing, we're going to start doing Top Chef updates with Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to watch the returners against the rookies because they know, they know what they're going. Yeah. He, you know, he knows what the judges like. He's been in front of And obviously it's obviously that they're going more for flavor than for, uh, you know, what I thought There's was the show was about. Yeah. Well, that's them. what kind of threw me off was I thought the show was more about like how how you do this shit. But I mean, I guess if you want, if you're trying to weed these people out really fast, then you got to see who has the best tasting food. Right. But those those fools, those the newbies are scared to death. Oh, yeah. They're terrified. Coming the dude only that. put five oysters on the smoker, and I was like, and the homie's like, you should put a whole bag on. You don't know, what's gonna <laughs> yeah. you don't know what's gonna happen. God, that was the first. That was the first episode. That was the first episode. It, a lot it of was. That sounded like I, I. I remember that being really intense because they were cooking over the open flames. Yeah, right. yeah. That smoke was blowing in our face. It's a fucking nightmare. So that but, felt like episode ten. <laughs> but do, and how do they get so like how do they get these judges to come like these extra judges they always have like some rando person pop up on the show and you're like oh this guy oh, I'm sure it's just a booking it's thing. just a booking and like yeah it might have to do with the challenge a lot of times but it's just so funny because it's like on that one show I think there were like four guest judges or like four or five guest judges yeah I don't know how it works I was honestly like, <laughs> like the best guest judge, though, was Pee Wee Herman at the Alamo. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> so, hold on. So, okay. So, we'll start getting... We're gonna start, he's like, he's like we're, that's just uh, real. We're going to start getting into that stuff real quick. Um, so, that's that's your favorite guest judge. Yeah. Of all time. I mean, that was that was epic in the sense that it's he fucking Pee Wee Herman Alamo. at the Alamo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, are you shitting me? <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> now, if you were a born book. before 1984... That was a big now, deal. Now, do you do you get to interact with the uh, the guest judges? No, we just stand there and stare. stare at yeah, she don't ever talk. And you guys starstruck, I guess. And you, and never you, starstruck, just once. <laughs> By who? Charlize Theron. Oh, that's a that's a. I would yeah. Which was serious. I would be like, God damn. I'll, it was literally like, I'll tell <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a way to kill your fucking boner with uh, Charlize Theron right now. Every Monster? time I every time I see Charlize Theron, I see her in that mug shot of her with the fucked up teeth from Monster. Never saw. It. Never saw. It. Don't yeah, good. don't ever watch. <laughs> like, I never the, did it. I mean it. Yeah, it wasn't starstruck. Like I was. I had. I even gave a shit about her. It yeah. was that when she came on to set, you were like, "Holy shit!" That's she's as fine in real she's, life. Well, as- she just like. I mean, it was like I don't know if somebody above in the grid had a spotlight, <laughs> <laughs> but it certainly looked like it. Tell me what color? You're like, what color was her? What like a diamond? Fuck? What color was her aura? She's okay. about nine feet tall. Yeah, she's an Amazon. This glittery she's dress. Like, you're like. Amazon. Yeah, she's a big. She floated on woman. a clown. clown. <laughs> on a clown. The or, mascara, orange, orange glowing off of her. No, yeah, it's, yeah, that's. Um, so, dope. what's the what's the furthest you've traveled for the show? 
Uh, this show, I mean, for Top Chef, we went. We were in Singapore years ago. Ooh! <clears throat> but I did another show uh, around the world in eighty plates that only went around one the world in oh, eighty plates. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember Curtis that Stone. Show. It Curtis Stone did not do very well, but we went everywhere. Who? So who were the hosts? Cat Cora and Curtis Stone. Fucker, uh, Curtis Stone, man. He's a. Uh, I like him. I don't know. Yeah, he's a friendly Australian guy. Yeah, friendly fellow. He's pretty sexy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember when that. They show always show him like, like they always show him like cooking like outside, and like the wind is blowing and like blows up part of his shirt, and you can see <laughs> his ripped abs. And he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, you want to take it? You want to slice it? Uh, the bias and <laughs> on the Bobby. Yeah, is that what they say in Australia. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so Singapore is the furthest you've been. I mean, that that probably was about as far as it went. But uh, but you traveled to every city with them. I mean, with Top Chef, man, we've been everywhere. What was your favorite two is LA. place? Uh, New Orleans for sure. Yes, uh, is the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, because after look you his shooting, eyes, look you at his eyes. <laughs> if you can't see his it's eyes, like you can't. Flashbacks like, yeah. of New Orleans. He's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. We've been there twice with Top Chef. Once was for a finale, so it was a week. But then we did a full season. It was like. Oh, so you went there? You went there before and got a taste of it, and then yeah. you, you fucking got that that email that said you're going there for all season. Fuck well, yeah! Yeah, and I know that you're on the camera crew, but you probably you know talk to the other people. How do they when they? Because you know, like with the real world, you have to get permits to be at certain places right. and film. Um, are people like really like excited to get Top Chef into their places, or? Well, it depends on uh, who you're dealing with. Yeah. There's a big shit going on in uh, Boston, actually, as we speak. From the Boston season, which I didn't know. I just in Boston for the Stove Tots show. Yeah. And a couple of the locals came on to work and I brought up Top Chef season, which was two years ago. And he's like, point is, we had a run in with the Teamsters (laughs) in Boston. And they straight showed up on set and fucking throwing racial slurs and calling people faggots. Whoa. Slash tires. On Jeez. fourteen cars, they ain't playing, dude. No. It was <laughs> it was intense. Playing. It was crazy shit. And uh, anyway, That's they got indicted, uh, indicted. Uh, yeah. And uh, so they want. What's happening now? Two years later, it's like coming down. It kind of like tarnished that season in Boston. I don't. I hadn't heard anything about it till like literally two weeks ago. That's the judicial system for you. <laughs> so yeah, most places. <laughs> right. Most most places are very inviting, and Boston was inviting, but like. They didn't find Certain out. people weren't that stoked. But no, it's good. If, if the restaurants, they love it. They love it. Yeah, that makes sense. But usually a production crew comes into your spot, shit gets fucked up, and yeah. they're not so so happy after the fact. Yeah, I had a, I had a film, uh, not a film crew, but a photography crew at my restaurant today. And I was try- just trying to work. I mean, we've been, yeah, me, me, like me, and him wor- and me and him have worked at restaurants before where they come in and film. And it's like, you work there. So it's like, you don't. You don't really get the you don't sign off for anything on right. anything. You know, they're just like, hey, a film crew's here and you're just trying to work. You know, you're just trying to make it through the day and then they're just fucking filled with you and watching you the entire time. And then time. they take a bunch of pictures of you and then they don't use any of them for the shot and you're Shit, like, Shit, I was on TV, no. I don't know what you're talking about. No, and they tell you, uh, when when do we have to be out? And you're like, eleven AM. Eleven forty five rolls around like, 
just a few more minutes. <laughs> just a few more minutes. We're almost done. You're like, uh, and I'm, you're just sitting there still fucking filming. I like the, time. the solo camera crew that comes in to just take pictures, and he's like that little guy in the corner that's just like filming your shit. Hunched over. Hunched over. Who's this fucking creep right here? Can I get on that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had an experience like that. I was doing the Vice Munchies, and we were in Portland, and we were shooting at uh, Les Pigeon. Oh. Uh, with... Uh, Gabriel Rucker? Mm-hmm. I think so. Cool ass dude. But never on the shows. He's That's not really his gig, you know? And I went down there to shoot some B-roll and shit, and it was busy, and it was like, I knew the fucking ins and outs of it. I've been doing it for a long time, so I was like, stay out. And that's a tight kitchen there. But you could tell they're all just like, get the fuck off my line, dude. Are you done yet? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they weren't saying it, but you could see yeah. it. It's like, we're good. And it's like, the truth. See, but the thing is, at a place like that, like, they should be excited because that place is lit. Like, they get, it doesn't matter. But it we was before. But yeah. us but us as line cooks, us as, as we don't we don't reap the benefits off of that. You know what we do? We get our asses kicked harder. Yeah, you know. We get, we get a good push for the six months after that airs, and we get our ass kicked. We don't get a fucking raise. We don't see reap the benefits of people being in there filming. It depends on you who know? your chef is, really. Well, here's a question for you guys. Coming from my perspective, you guys work in the food world. Like, How much influence does that stuff have on chefs uh, in terms of thinking that they need to be a part of that? Publicity is good, or, is good or not. Of course, but if you're if you're running your game and you're doing good shit, is it something that will put you over the edge? Or so is when it something we so when we doing it? when we watch these shows, um, for me, I can't speak for Johnny. When I watch these shows, you can tell who a good chef is mm-hmm. uh, and who a shitty right. chef is. There's a chef that can cook their ass off, has hella good technique, is great at. At, is very creative, right? But fucking, you know for a fact, sucks at his fucking job in his restaurant just by the way they interact with other people on the show. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely tell that. And we talk about this on the show sometimes. It's like, what makes a good chef? Right. And it's not just cooking. Right. So there's a, there's a lot of chefs that we have that, that we know that could flame like some of those people on those shows, but that's just not their, that's not their thing. Right. They I guess w- that's my question coming from the out, like inside, outside, I guess, yeah. if you want to put it that way. But because I, I see a lot of chefs that say no, no, no. Yeah. And they seem to be doing great. Yeah. And they're doing their thing. And I can't tell if ultimately they think that that's going to be more beneficial to them. No, I think there's a spotlight. There's such thing as a spotlight chef and, you know, and then a chef chef. And there's some people who just don't like to, like, I always say, like, I could be on one of those shows or, like, do those sorts of things. But I know in my head, as soon as I get on camera, that I couldn't do it. So I, you know, that's why I don't really try. But um, there's people out there that really use that publicity to boost Benefit yeah. benefits like I mean yeah. I'm gonna, further their career yeah right. like and I'm gonna say you know there's people out there there's a lot of chefs in Seattle right now that started their restaurants with these kickstarters and stuff like that so like people who do that or like um or who have kind of a name for themselves and right. like kind of have these awards and they want to sh- kind of show off and be like this is me come over right. it's cool because then they get really really busy for a really long time the issue that happens with that is like once you get that fame then that chef isn't really at the restaurant anymore. Right. And so they're not really quality controlling their food. They're not really making sure that things are going out that the same name. way. And then I've what I've noticed at several restaurants, some some of being restaurants that I really stand behind and chefs that I stand behind, I've
I've noticed that when I talk to customers and when I look at reviews that they're going downhill. And then I look, you know, on the Instagram and I follow the chef and I follow the restaurant and the restaurant's like, oh, we're doing this, this and this. And I look at the chef and I'm like, oh, the chef's in fucking Washington, D.C. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Like, I drive by, you know, because I live close and I'm like, there's like 20 people in at 830 on a Saturday night. Like, what's right. going on? You know, so it's a. Uh, it's a it's a toss up, you know. Like it's a personal gain, in my opinion. Right. So but, you think it's kind of like a little too big for your britches at yeah, the time? Yeah, because the chef gets to do what he wants, and if you're on and if you're on their side, then you can probably go with them. Right. But if you're like one of the cooks, like Robbie was saying, then you're the one getting your ass handed to you because right. people are coming into that restaurant, and they're usually coming in to see the chef. Right. And and, and we have and, and we've talked about it numerous times before. There's there's chefs that are in there working the line. You know that are in there. Um, they're they're behind the line, uh, working a service with you. And then there's ones that are wearing that clean white jacket. Right. And they're in the office. They got a clipboard in their hand, and then they're going out shaking hands, kissing babies, right. uh, running a pass. Or they and can they, do both because they camping. Yeah, and those are G's. Right. You know what I'm saying? Ones that, the ones and there is there's there's ones that have their dirty coat because they've been there since fucking nine a.m. and they'll work through that service. And if somebody important comes to the restaurant, it, it is important if you are that kind of chef to be able to talk to your customers. Oh, yeah. To right. be able it's to like be a investors. normal person. Because we are normal people at the end of the day. Um, we just swear a lot. Yeah. We, we look at life a little different. Uh, but they, they'll they take off that dirty jacket and they'll put on the clean one. They'll go out there and they'll shake their hands and say, thank you for coming. And right. really in their head, they're thinking like, I need to fucking go back. My crew is fucking drowning without me. Uh, they need my leadership. Right. Um, you know, so there's there's many different types of chefs out there. And that's that's what's kind of cool about Top Chef is they take a lot of different types of chefs and they, you know, well, throw considering them together, see all what they cooking got. shows. And I think it's kind of my question that I have when I see it happen every year and multiple times throughout the year on different types of shows is I don't doubt that any of them are. Great chefs. Yeah. Amazing cooks, great chefs. Yeah. But because you went to a certain distance on a program, mm -hmm. does that really mean that you, you know what I mean? So no. I think that, like, and I'm not saying that they don't deserve it, but it's funny that those things do come when you find that certain amount of notoriety yeah. via. A television program. Well, because you're basically saying that you're the you're the top chef because these three people said you were, but at the same time you're like they probably they're not like the godly palace well, of this. You know, here's another question. Here's right. another question. Here's another way I think of it. Why, if you are such a fucking dope chef and your shit's on point, why did you have to go on a game show to make your shit hit? You know what, what? Some people just have that competitive mentality. What where were you, they but what were you not it. doing? Because I know here in Seattle, uh, at least I can speak. I mean, uh, there's other cities I go to. Yeah. And the restaurants are cracking, but here in Seattle, it's like we talk amongst ourselves. And if your restaurant's doing great, you know, it's going to be found out. Uh, you know, right. we're going to go. Well, but, you didn't get called from Top Chef because you were a no name. In your city, yeah. they know what's up. Like they know who to go look for, and they get references from other great chefs. And in I think those that's cities. what makes so, the drama good. Is that, like that's another instant. Nice you have, these, you have all these egos in one room together because they're all great, and some pe some think that they're greater than others, and they're more vocal than others. And then you have the quiet people who are in there, like grinding, winning competitions, and they're like, "Look at that sleeper!" Like it's a, it's a, it's an interesting concept. 
about about cooking and cooking competition right. shows. I mean, it, it, it and that's what makes them fun to watch. Um, right. You know, because it's kind of boring to go in a restaurant and, and sit and watch people cook. And one uh, last point. A lot of people probably are shooting for that one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's like, a great point. Fuck the I rest. Even, like I'm trying to. That's a restaurant right I there. Yo. That changes a lot. All right, look, we got to wrap this up. We're gonna ask him some real quick questions. Yes, real quick. Do you have? Oh, well, Spitfire. <laughs> uh, do you got any good stories you want to tell a good story about anything? Uh, any any good? We need a whole follies. <laughs> we need a whole other <laughs> well, podcast. Maybe we'll man. have you back. I mean, this is one of our longer podcasts. Yeah. Well, do they have oh shit moments? Like, are are there members of the crew that go on? And like turn burners up and shit like that. Oh hell no. Oh really? Oh hell no. Oh so when they fuck up, it's because they fuck up. Oh, if we fuck their shit up, we are fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like sometimes I'm like they're like I didn't turn that burner on, but the burner's on, and I'm like, are, are they just hella? Are they just too stressed and they forgot, or is there like a motherfucker? I don't think anybody's sabotaging anybody. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Somebody cause... might not say something like your shit's burning. <laughs> You're like, Ooh. but it's a dick move. Nobody's. <laughs> It's it's pretty honest. Okay, that's cool. Sure I'm, we'll maybe maybe we'll bring you on at the end of the season and talk about the end of the season because there's a lot of stuff I didn't get to talk to you about. I wanted to talk to you oh, about well, some. There's of them. a million other shows. Yeah, it's not just about Top Gordon Shepard. Ramsay's and oh, so yeah, this well, and the those. Well, I wanted to talk about some of the restaurants that you ate at and you know some of the people. Me, that you, yeah. Oh shit! Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Tacos Chukis, Broadway. <laughs> Shout out Tacos Chukis, but they got a they got a new uh, new rest uh, new Tacos Chukis. <laughs> Fuck the new one. Yeah. Uh, Fuck the new one. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Anybody you want to shout out? Say hello to. Nope. No. All What's right. the fanciest restaurant that you've eaten at since working on the show? That you've gotten like free swag from for Vice Munchies we ate at Willow's Inn. Oh, Lummy! Blaine, Shout Blaine out. Wetzel set us up solid back there. They, I think they got like the best restaurant ever right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he set us up with the twenty course tasting dish. Shut that the fuck up. Our host ate. <laughs> he in was the there. Back room. And Who's we, your host? Ate it like fucking hyenas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like, oh, why is it so small? <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. So Who was the host? Enjoyed it. Uh, Tark from Seattle. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. All right. So you don't want to shout out anybody? You want no? Not say hi to anybody. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. All right. Uh, yeah, that's gonna bring us end of end of episode uh, fifty one. I think we're gonna get a lot of listens on this one. I don't know. Who fucking knows? I don't care. Whatever. Fuck them all. Uh, yeah. I want to thank uh, Ryan for being here. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate. It. I've been bugging him for a while now. Uh, you do this all night. Yeah. It, yeah. It's easy, right? It's cake. That's all we do is talk shit. Uh, I want to thank Johnny. Yeah, High five, son. Woo. You want to tell the listeners your news? Uh, I Eiffel Towered with Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on. Our uh, social, one of our social media directors here at uh, Grill Hall Long Steak, Mr. wanted me to make sure to give a shout out to one of our uh, Twitter followers. His name is Salzy. At... Uh, at I am Salzy. He fucking always gets hella hyped on Twitter before we have an episode come out. Really? Yeah. He was like was putting Bart Simpson memes up and shit like that. Talking about girl, how long take Mister? Yeah, dude. All I'd day. never go on Twitter. I need to go on Twitter. That's why we got people running our Twitters for us. Thank you, know what I'm you James. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. So, get at us on our social media. It's going to be uh, Grill How Long Steak Mister at Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Johnny, you've been standing up on that Instagram, so you suck. Uh, it's going to be at How Long Steak Mister on uh, the Twitters. Uh, and if you want to email us, it's going to be uh, at Grill How Long Steak Mister. That's Mr. MR at gmail.com. Johnny, what are you on the gram? 
Johnny Tsunami. Uh, I'm at Bobby Stills on the gram. You know, I'm heavy. But his is there. weak. But yeah, mine's mostly just like, you know, cool shit. Not like Johnny. Johnny. Boy, I just put out that flame. Whatever. Um, I want to thank Studio 212 for letting us record here. I want to thank the Soundcasting Network for uh, hosting our show. And uh, shout out that new uh, Gambino album. Let's go. Shout this Gambino. <laughs> Whatever, motherfucker. Grill. How long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch. <laughs>